0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast, and we are on the air. I am your host one of the most sick vic Ohio Valley Wrestling. I have said this once, I have said it again, I said it about 13 or 14, 15, probably 20 million times, have been awesome for this sh- to this show. A lot of great talent have come on, and we can't neglect the referees in the business. The referees is the heart of professional wrestling, and we have uh, uh, official from Ohio Valley Wrestling, Miss Charlene McKenzie. How you doing, ma'am? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you coming on. Like I mentioned oh, no before, problem. Ohio Valley Wrestling has been really great when it comes to guests and everything. You guys have been really awesome.
1: Okay. Yeah, who have you had on before from OVW?
0: Uh, Ronnie Roberts was my first. Okay. Then, you know, and I was like, okay, that was a kind of a fluke thing. Cause, you know, I watch OV, I okay. knew about Fight Network, but I hadn't watched it really until okay. OVW you know, entered my world, so to speak. And now I love Fight Network. I love Fight Network. I love OVW. I love everything. It's really cool. I, it's, yeah, it's a
1: great platform that we're
0: on. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. So, what got you in professional wrestling?
1: Um, okay. So I, I grew up watching it. Um, my dad introduced it to me as a child. Um, so I was, just grew up as a fan. And then when I was a teenager, I decided I wanted to train. Um, and then I started training across the bridge in Indiana because at that point, well, still you can't train until you're 18. Um, so while I was in high school, I trained to wrestle and then very quickly was like, Oh, I don't think I want to be beat up and I don't want to feel old. So I decided I was going to try something different, and. uh a couple of different people were like, oh, we need a ref. So then I just started repping and then it just came exactly.
0: naturally. So, see, that's what I really admire because so many people will be like, will try to be a wrestler and be like, I can't do it. Or one reason or another, they can't do it. And then they just quit. You yeah. didn't quit. You just took an article and was like, you know what? I can't be a wrestler. I'm going to do this instead. You didn't give up. And I admire yeah. that.
1: Yeah. No, no, not everybody's meant to be a wrestler. And I'm one of those people who, like, I'm not meant to be a wrestler and that's fine. Yeah. You know? So.
0: Yeah. But you're still in the business. So it's all good still.
1: Yeah, exactly. So.
0: Yeah. So yeah. tell us about your first match that you were a referee in, like your very first match.
1: I can't even remember. It's been so long ago, to be honest. Uh, so it's been dang, like 12 or 13 years ago at this point. So I, I can't even tell you. Like the first place I ref, though, was. At Place up in Madison, Indiana, it's called Supreme Wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where they were like an NWA affiliate when NWA affiliates were a thing. But uh yeah, no, that's where I started a uh, refereeing and then I did some other little stuff. And then I did IWA over the years. So, um, I mean, I just kind of started a small place and then just kept working hard and getting bookings all the time. You know, there was a time that when wrestling was really popular, like I was having bookings, you know, four four times a week, so which was really, really nice, you know? Um, so I feel like I have have a lot more experience than a lot of people
0: um, do, you know, that are on the indie, so. What do you do to, like, uh, perfect your trade, like, your skill? like what do you, what resources are you looking to? Do you talk to anybody or how do you become better?
1: Yeah, I mean um, – a lot of referees. What we do is we reach out to other refs that are at you know bigger companies, you know. So there's been different WWE refs I've talked to, and people that have, are former WWE refs, or that have worked with Impact, and I mean there's a lot of different refs that like you know you reach out to just to get feedback and knowledge, and go, hey, um, you know, I want to I want to get better. What do you recommend?
0: So being a, a referee, when the March Mayhem happened with the scaffold match. How, yeah. how was like, was anyone an edge about something could go wrong? Someone could get hurt or anything like that? I mean,
1: it's not all, it's pretty like 20 people, like I'm like I don't know, I'm just though. It's keeping track of new people.
0: So what is the most dangerous match that you have refereed against that you've refereed in and that you were like unsure about in general?
1: I mean, that one was pretty nerve wracking. I was just, I, I didn't want anybody to get hurt, you know, seriously injured. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's pretty scary to take a ball 20 feet, you know, from above the ring. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of breaths that have been dangerous situations, you know, I've done, like I Said, I've worked at IWA Mid South, so I've done a lot of like deathmatch stuff. Um, so situations where people are in barbed, like barbed wire, like no rope barbed wire matches. I've done Taipei death matches, Um, OBW, we had like a hell in a cell type of match, it was like a cage, like it was a steel cage, and then there was like a big, like hell in the cell um cage around it. That was pretty wild. Um, so I mean, pretty much any kind of like different um specialty match, I've, at this point in my career, I've breathed you know, so yeah. steel cage matches, ladder matches, um, I mean, there was a match, I mean, I've been a part of some situations of just freak accidents that have happened, not mm-hmm. even involving like weapons, where like, I've been like, really scared for people's safety, um, but I mean, that's kind of part of the game, like, you see stuff that happens, and you're like, oh, wow, like, is this person concussed? Like, what do I need to do to per- make sure that, you know, nothing, they don't get further injured, you know, no further injuries happen, you know, occur, Um, so no, I mean, I would say that, that recent match, that scaffold match, that was pretty scary, you know, just because you're concerned about these people's well-being and you don't want someone to seriously, like seriously get injured, paralyzed, something crazy could happen, you know? Um, I mean, that was pretty, pretty nerve wracking. Um, like I said, no rope barbed wire matches, anything with barbed wire worries me or glass. Especially like light tubes because when you get hit with a light tube, like they're unpredictable. I don't think, I think most people should not use them in matches anyway. To be honest, because so many things can happen, it can fly into the audience and hit a kid. You know,
0: yeah. Like also, I've been hit
1: by accident, and it's it's not it's not pretty. You know.
0: Also, it's like the mercury end though, because you someone see someone going you get hit with a ball ball up light bulb, you see all the dust and everything from the mercury, yes. just like air And every time I see that, my wife just goes like, "Oh, I hope they're not in- inhaling that." As I'm like, I don't know. It's like I hope not either, but I don't know honestly.
1: Oh yeah, I
0: mean, I I think I've heard about a couple people getting
1: like they they're scared that people get cancer from it. You know what I mean? Those chemicals, like it's not. I don't think it's a good idea that people do it, but I mean, I I know there's an audience for everything in wrestling and. There's certain styles that people like. Some people like the OVW style and the, you know what I mean? Like, or some people like the deathmatch style and, you know, some people like Lucha. I mean, there's all kinds of different forms of wrestling and there's something out there for everyone, but I necessarily don't, I don't know. I just feel like glass is something you shouldn't mess with, you know? Like, it's cool to entertain people, but at some point, you know, do you want your... Do you want twenty years from now to go to the doctors and they doctors' office and they say, "Hey, you have cancer"? You yeah,
0: know, good, a good point. Also, to me, if it's like a single light bulb, okay, it's part of the match. But when you have like four or five light bulbs taped against each other for a weapon, that gets kind of like kinda ten thousand like more-
1: light, yeah, like the ten thousand like light tubes matches or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And And like I said, it's just stuff like that's just dangerous. You know, this stuff can go fly in the audience. You know, and you can hurt some kids. That's just wanting just their parents to bring them there for a form of entertainment, you know. So I was gonna,
0: say I was, gonna say, I was gonna say, who will bring their kids to a death match? But I forgot it's 2022.
1: Yeah, no, there's trust me, there's plenty of shows I've been on where people have their kids there. So I don't know, I don't, I don't think that's something that children should go to until you're like at least 12 or 13 years old, you know, and you understand what's going on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Ohio Valley Wrestling is one of the few promotions I let my kids watch, just because. Well, I'm see- glad
1: that. Well, I'm glad that you allow your kid to watch it because I mean, you know, we we run a good family product, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, like once in a while to get like chair shot or whatever, but it's not like you know. And I got respect for AEW, but like, dog doll collar match is kind of hard to. You know, explain to a three-year-old that, no, it's okay. It's okay. No, put that dog collar down. Don't start hitting the dog with it. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, wild, true. high Vile Wrestling is more like wholesome, more.
1: Yeah. Right. I would definitely agree. Yeah.
0: But till, I got a Twitter argument. Of course, people argue on Twitter. That's never happened before.
1: I know, Some right? Everybody's an know. expert about wrestling on Twitter, too.
0: I know. And they, and someone, some knucklehead was telling me about the fall that, um, that Rider took wasn't that far. It wasn't 20 feet. And I was like, you don't understand because I remember watching it on Night of the Skywalkers, the old NWA event, 87. And it didn't seem that far down. People's knees were getting blown out. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like the camera doesn't make it seem like it's 20 feet, but it's actually around 20 feet. It's actually pretty freaking far.
1: Yeah, it is pretty high up. People don't understand, so. And, I mean, the same person that's saying that argument, do you see them taking a fall off the scaffold? I don't think so. So, everyone has an opinion, though. So, they're entitled yeah. to have it, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. But it depends That's like, you're... Yeah, I just
1: – my opinion is, like, they haven't stepped into the ring, so they don't really know what it's like. So, like, they can have their opinion,
0: though. Yeah, those are the people that watch on TV only. They'll go to shows. They don't see how the ring is – how thin the ring is—you don't see, you know. Oh yeah, anything. I mean,
1: a bump, taking a bump's not a fun thing. It hurts.
0: I never took a bump, but I grabbed the ropes, touched the ropes before, and I heard stories about how the ropes will bite you if you don't bounce them off, bounce off just right. And just feeling yeah. how those ropes were, I was like, you know, I'm gonna podcasting. I'm good. I mean, it's legit
1: cable, metal cables run through them, so I don't think why, I don't know why anybody would think that's a gentle thing to, to bounce your back or your ribs off of so no,
0: i'm good so what's tell us some of the funny t- stories that you have being a referee
1: i mean which ones are appropriate I guess.
0: Wait, go, go, whatever First. you want to say go ahead
1: um
0: i've heard it all on this show so you know I'm, i mean
1: like last night i mean like last night <laughs> something dumb i did um we're going out there for the matches, right, and I had, uh, I had, like, there was, like, two girls matches I had, right, and I got the time, I got, I got the matches mixed up, and so Daniel was already in the ring, and I come out there, and I'm, like, look at him, and I go, what are you doing? Isn't this my, the girls match, and then, and so, (laughs) so then I went, oh, shit, so then I went back through, like, the curtain, like, an opposite way, but just stupid stuff like that, where, your things are chaotic and you're just in the mode and you're like oh my match is coming up I need to go out there and then you go out there and you're like oh never mind sorry I'll see y'all later it was really (laughs) awkward for a second like everybody just looked at me like Daniel's already here what are you doing Charlene so it was just funny but no I mean I have all kinds of different stories but I just I nothing I can think of right now that just like sticks out, but that was just something clumsy and dumb I did last night, you know, where I wasn't paying like I was just in a hurry, not paying attention and was like, Oh, it's my turn. No, not really. So
0: At least you weren't in the ring calling for the bell as you're going, uh, excuse me. It's uh wrong. I don't know, right? Like just hurried up, ran in, slid in and be like, Oh, hi hey, Daniel, it's my match
1: now though. <laughs> it's mine.
0: So so how there's was a little debate that was going on about the difference between NXT and Ohio Valley wrestling because, you know, NXT is a developmental promotion. So is Ohio Valley wrestling, we think the difference between the two promotions are the Ohio Valley wrestling. I
1: mean, I think the only difference is to be honest, like OBW obviously used to be developmental for WWE. Um, and I think the, the issue with it is they just wanted, WWE just wanted more of their own baby, right? And OVW was Danny Davis's and Jim Cornette's baby, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I think this is one of those situations, like, political political moves of, hey, we want to be able to, like, all live in Florida. We want to be able not to have to go to Kentucky in the cold. I mean, I get it. It made more sense to them. All these retired wrestlers go to Florida. So, I mean, the only difference between NXT and OVW, I feel like, is when <clears throat> they made... They made NXT more hands-on, it seems like, than OBW was back in the day.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean,
1: at this point, I feel like we're starting to become that level now. I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of stuff people don't see, but, you know, most people are there almost every day of the week, you know, um, mm-hmm. at the building and stuff. But when it comes to that, that's the only difference is, I mean, I, I feel like at that point, WWE didn't put as much into training, and so... OVW had TV and all this stuff, but it wasn't the level of what they wanted it to be, so then they just made their own, they just created their own baby, you know?
0: So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, OVW, has such a, people don't realize how much of a history it has. It's not just, you know, Jim Corden, guys like John Cena graduated from there, Brock Lesnar, I mean, all sorts of wrestlers before in the golden days. And just being, still going. I mean,
1: What's crazy is there's, like, hundreds of wrestlers. It's not even the ones that, like, are top in companies. Like, okay, you can look at WWE right now. Um, there's so many people that have gone through, even if it was just for a few weeks. Like, they literally went through. Like, people don't even realize this, but, like, Ember Moon, before she got, like, real big and she was just wrestling in Texas, she came to WWE for a couple weeks to train. You know, Claudio, um, he came up here before he got signed. Uh, Chris Hero did. You know what I mean? Like, so many people came through and did little, like, angles for just a little bit, you know? But there's, like, hundreds of wrestlers. You know, Sean Spears was here forever. Cody Rose. And I remember them, their feud was, like, when I really got into OVW was when uh Cody Rose and Sean Spears got, oh, is, is he going by Sean Spears again? Yeah, that's that's yeah. the same as AEW, right? I can't keep up with people's, like, you know what I mean, work games and stuff. Because he did the whole Perfect 10 thing. What was that, Ty Dillinger? Ty Dillinger, I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah,
1: I mean, he's always been one of my favorites, too. Like, Serena it's, like, she's an OVW girl. Like, she was, like, my Favorite, like she was. Such, I felt like she was such a good baby face Like she was somebody as a, as a, as a young teenager that you could like look up to, and she was a good role model, you know. And it's awesome because now she's finally got that spot in AEW, you know. But she's somebody that's been there forever. I mean, there's so many people. um James Long, he does like production for WWE now, like backstage stuff, um like video editing and stuff. But he was there. Chris Sharp's a referee that was in OVW. I mean, there's so many. Like, literally, OBW has, is, like, I feel like a lot of times it gets overlooked, but it's such a great, like, hidden gem in wrestling. Like, if you really want to be somebody in wrestling, like, this is the place to be. And, like, I'm so grateful that, like, it's in my hometown, you know?
0: Yeah. Have there ever been any wrestlers that, like, genuinely surprised you? Like, you thought, dude, like, this guy's going to be hard to work with, and it turned out to be a real delight?
1: Yeah. Like, any
0: wrestlers? Um. Bring
1: up recently, um, just because of things you hear off the internet, um, Enzo um, Enzo. Yeah, just class act, like was great to work with.
0: Um
1: like when we went through you know what I mean, when I talked to him and everything, like and going over everything. He was really he was really easy to work with. He was he was really professional backstage, so
0: yeah, someone like Enzo, you always gotta take a grain of salt about how much is true and how much is like WWE fueled. You know, like, like how much is WWE fueled the situation to make Enzo yeah. like, like Jeff Hardy? They made it sound like he was like a total druggie again.
1: Yeah, and I just had I had a couple friends that had just been around Jeff Hardy, and they were telling me that he was an awesome person to be around. You know, um, no Enzo like. I think the whole thing with Enzo is I think a lot of people, I think a lot of wrestling fans on the internet didn't like him because of, because of his character. If that makes sense. Because he did more, he was more, he did more promo works, promo works, ugh, excuse me, promo work instead of like having five star matches. But I mean, WWE is a company where you're there, you're an entertainer. You know what I mean? You're an entertainer slash wrestler. So um, I just think a lot of people just, just for some reason, he was just one of those people that like they just wanted to shit on. To be honest,
0: well, Matt Cardona, they tried to shit on him until he won the Game Changer Championship.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and now think, all of a sudden, those fans like love him now. But
0: yeah, now he's like great. Now I liked him when he won the Game Changer Wrestle. I thought took balls for doing an entertainment promotion to a death match. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Thought, I thought I took big balls, I mean, even though he didn't <laughs> take as many. Blows as like a like a veteran of death matches took, he still took oh, away. Yeah. It's I mean, oh yeah,
1: I've seen the pictures of like his back and stuff after like he did all the light tubes and all this stuff. But I mean, he's another guy. Like he's done. And he's a great. He's a great wrestler. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I heard the um, interview talk as Jericho, and he said the next morning looked the hotel room looked like it was a, a murder scene because you know just oh, lying like sheets, you lying down, you wake up and the. Wounds just ooze overnight, and he's like, "It was weird uh, when the front desk saying like, yeah, I owe you money for sheets.' Oh yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> They're like, 'Bill GCW for that.'
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I never seen a GCW event before. I just saw highlights of him his match, and that was it.
1: Oh okay. No, um, yeah, no. I've been to a couple of the JCW shows. I did uh, one of the spring breaks um when COVID happened.
0: Yeah. So. So look. many, so many good promotions out there though. It's kind of hard to like find a night to go. Like, oh, okay, GCW is on. It's like GCW is on. But wait, wow, well, Valley Wrestling has an event. Ooh, where's a wrestling has an event too. So you have to like pick yeah. one. And it's like,
1: yeah. Oh, now, there's and, so many. There's so many companies out there right now. You're right. So there's a lot, lots to pick from. So.
0: So what? What are your future goals? Like within the next five years.
1: I mean to continue doing what i'm doing but just add more uh national companies to the radar
0: and so, what events do you have coming up
1: what events i have coming up i have one tonight actually in the in lexington kentucky new south wrestling um so billy gunn is featured on the card versus larry d uh who's an impact guy um the gun club um versus a tag team called the main event and then um Chelsea green versus Danny Mo. Those are the, uh, the main
0: drawing matches. So do you have any, and, like, and Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, and then I have some other stuff, but that's just this weekend, just light. I just have just that show. So, um, but I have, I have square circle expo next month. Um, and then OVW stuff. It's just, uh, I don't really take as many bookings as I used to. So
0: do you have any inspirations of like going to like an AEW one day and be a referee there?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. I would love to be able to work at WWE or, you know, AEW, so, yeah. I mean, anybody that says that they don't want to work for a top company that's a wrestler is a liar. Whoever says they just want to do indie shows for their whole life, they're they're lying to you.
0: I mean The, The only ones that said that are the ones that, you know, you can tell they've been through, and they've claimed they've been through a lot of death matches. And you see, like you know, they're like scars on their head, scars on their face. Like, oh, I just love it here. It's like you it took too many blows with weapons for him to say that. That's that's what it is. It's and not their just. brain's
1: like, been scrambled up at this point.
0: <laughs> after so many shots the, in the head with a chair or a light bulb or something, you know, yeah. it's, he's like, you know what? I was gonna stay here. You know, it's.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, No. I feel like anybody, like I said, though everybody wants to be able to perform on a higher level. So, and I'm at I'm at the right place to uh, continue to perfect my craft.
0: So, yeah, I had Doug Basham on the show before, and he was saying, "Oh, that, did you?" "Ohio, that wrestling is like you know, pay might not be great, but you the experience you learned from my like exactly. often other places is like is like is like, like now just can't put a price on."
1: Yeah, Doug's awesome though. He he's full of
0: knowledge, though. So. Oh, he was great on the show. He was absolutely yeah. great. He, he didn't have to pull back any punches. I was, him and um, Big Zo, su- surprised me. Big Zo, I, I didn't know he was a therapist. So of course, yeah, you know, he's
1: a therapist. I've known him for a long time now too. Yeah. So.
0: so he comes on the show very like elegant, posh, and everything. I'm just like, oh my god! And now here I am. He's not swearing. I've some words slipped out, and with me, and it's like. She's. I felt like I was talking to my therapist.
1: <laughs> he's so he's so calm. Like, okay, so you see him in the ring, and he's um he's a totally different person, obviously. And then, yeah. and then you find out that he's a therapist, and uh, you know he works with the VA and stuff. So he um he's awesome, though. He's a good dude.
0: He is awesome. He just kind of th- kind of surprised me a bit.
1: Oh, I bet! I bet! I bet you didn't expect to have the wrestler as a therapist
0: on your show. So. It was great. It was great to talk with him and everything. I just yeah. Usually, when you see someone, you expect a certain character, even if they're off. Not and you. Yeah. Almost, it was like you're right. It was like total opposite. Oh, definitely. So
1: yeah.
0: So where where can people find you on social media?
1: Social media? Uh, I'm on. I'm on everything. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. Stuff. so um on Facebook look up Charlene McKenzie it's a uh, C-H-A-R-L-E-N-E and then McKenzie is M-C-K-E-N-Z is in zebra I-E um and then on Twitter just look up same thing Charlene McKenzie um and then Instagram a lot of my handles are like Charlene Indy Ref so it's mm-hmm. my first name obviously and then I-N-D-Y and then just Ref R-E-F all together so if you look that up, you should be able to
0: find me. No problem. Well, Charlene, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know you're on the go constantly, and you just yeah. taking a half an hour of your time. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well,
1: thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So.
0: And, you know, I'll definitely maybe one night when you have more time to not in the car, you're more of a relaxed atmosphere, you have more time to talk. Yeah. But go out, kick take ass. Care. I'll be watching. All right.
1: Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Have a good
0: day. You do Take care back.